0: We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She is a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at Michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show.
1: Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy. An inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio.
0: Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we are coming up on the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, which is... Pretty amazing. Uh, we have not been going for 50 years due no. to uh, looking at age and calendar, but we have been going for a long time. So today we are uh, preparing for the 50th by talking about some memories, some nostalgia that we have when we go down to the parks.
1: Derek's a huge fan of nostalgia, so oh, there's we, a we have yeah, to.
0: It's true. I mean, the new Ghostbusters movie I will be seeing opening day. I, I am all about nostalgia.
1: And if it's not nostalgic enough, he'll be angry, like at the Star Wars franchise. Absolutely. I am, actually, still. Mm-hmm. But we were going so.
0: to talk more about that on Patreon as well, This Star Wars franchise, and some things that were released this last week. So if you want to hear more about that, you're going to have to join our Patreon community. Uh, no new Patreons this week, but be sure to check out the link in our show notes for how you can help support the show. But, Doug, we did get a new review after literally begging for it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, but first let's thank two longtime patrons, Matt Stout and Todd Cook.
0: Oh yeah, great thank guys! You. Yes, long-time thank time you. Long-time
1: patrons. All right, and Apple Podcasts reviews. Someone saved us this week, and I don't just have to cry tears. All right, here it is: the best Disney podcast. Sorry, the best Disney Parks podcast by Disney Dan Twenty Six. No recent reviews. Criminal, Derek, and Doug are fantastic resources with years of Disney Parks knowledge, and they convey it in a fun and unique way. Thanks for all of the great entertainment, guys. I'll be looking for you around the parks next week as I'll be there with my wife on and around the 50th. See you there. Dan from Michigan.
0: Ah, thank you, Dan, for leaving the review, keeping us right. going on that.
1: There we are. now we need someone else. We need to step someone up else this step week.
0: up and your name will be read next week. And yeah. our fiftieth anniversary is coming up. So if we have like two or three reviews, you might get in our big fiftieth special.
1: Yeah, yeah, I will be there uh, taking in all the festivities and eating all these special cupcakes.
0: I'm jealous. I'm jealous you will be there. I won't be. But I will be. It's a year and a half long celebration, Doug. I got I have plenty of trips time. booked in that
1: in that time. All right. And speaking of that time, let's talk about a little Disney news. Uh, Disney news today is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers, where we have a link on our website, WDW Rope Droppers, where you can go and book your Kingdom stroller right through that link. And Kingdom Strollers is great. They bring the stroller to your resort. They pick it up from your resort pretty fantastic. Derek, you've used them many times.
0: Many times. So yeah, if you're having any problems, send us a message. We'll send you the link directly and uh, help us out and help them out
1: as well. That's right. So on to our news. All right. We have a couple little things we won't get to real quick. Space 220 open to standby this week where they let a mob Literally of stand. Literally
0: standby. That was stand a lot of people here. standing.
1: So we complain When they open reservations, weird, because it's hard to get a reservation. But then we also, as a Disney community, complain when they just let a mob of people mob. So, hey, I guess no matter what, Disney's going to get complaints.
0: Oh, I'm not complaining because guess who got a reservation?
1: Who? who This guy. That's awesome. I'm glad you got one. It It was not... The simplest of tasks, getting Space 220s. The bigger the group, the bigger the struggle. Yeah, shout Um, out to Michelle
0: for helping me on that one. Thank you.
1: She got That was a a trip you have booked with her, and she got you one. Uh, We have a Thanksgiving trip. Uh, We were not able to get it on the day we wanted, but two days later for our family. So Michelle didn't even get ours on that day. It was was rough, but I think it's going to continue to be rough. However, the price point might disturb a few people but i
0: didn't even care this is one of those restaurants uh i know it's fixed price i looked at it i don't even care i'm i'm going it, yeah what you could offer yep. you, it could have been double the price and but i would, still would go at least once
1: hopefully talk about it soon all yes. right and then um we also have some News about Philhar Magic going down for a month as they add the Coco scene. Derek, is that going to get you back into Philhar PhilharMagic? Uh, I actually went the last time I was at the parks, but you know what? I'll oh, go again. You need it. All right. I, it will get me back in there. All right. And then some Rise of the Resistance news. What surprise did they throw at us this time, Derek? Uh,
0: that they're finally opening up the standby line, which
1: blows my mind. Yes, they are pausing that's the word they use, pausing the virtual queue system at Rise of the Resistance. Now, it was pointed out to me when I mentioned, it's just paused because it's not very busy right now. Um, someone else reminded me that Primeval Whirl was paused as well. So we will see.
0: How long can those lines get before they start kicking them out of line?
1: I, I do not know. Yeah. I don't know. Or when will we see? The the virtual queue come back.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It'll be an interesting one. All I know is I'm glad I've done it a lot of times and I don't have to fight lines to do it again.
1: That's right. All right. On to our show for the day, Derek. The
0: main topic, the Disney nostalgia. Everyone has memories, whether it be from their first trip or most recent trip. Uh, and things can trigger memories, whether it be walking down Main Street for the first time and remembering... Uh, every time you walk down Main Street and remembering your first time walking down Main Street. But yeah, there's all sorts of things at Walt Disney World that trigger fun memories and experiences that we all have. And uh, they're a lot of fun to discuss. And you'll get to learn more about Doug and I on this week's episodes. We share some of our favorite nostalgic memories.
1: Yes, nostalgic.
0: we're going to do a top 10 or a top 15 at this point. I don't know how many we each have. So we'll just kind of go uh, for the next little bit, Doug, and we'll see how it goes.
1: All right. Do you want to kick it off, Derek? What's I your first nostalgic item?
0: I can. So I'm going with three character meet and greets, all in one, because I see these three characters. Three, and
1: three for one.
0: Three for one. I'm, I'm going big out, right out of the gate. So Ariel, Buzz Lightyear, and Mickey Mouse. Ariel, uh, my first uh, experience with my daughter when she was three at a Disney park, She actually has a picture of Ariel up in her bedroom. She actually brought it up tonight, which is like, okay, I got to make sure this is in the show, but she will always remember that first time meeting Ariel. I will always remember her meeting Ariel. And every time I see Ariel, I'm reminded that we met her and, and how much my daughter loved meeting her. And the same thing goes with my boy Declan meeting Buzz Lightyear. He was in full Buzz Lightyear dress with Buzz Lightyear ears. Buzz actually stopped and signed his Buzz Lightyear ears, which the cast member says Buzz never does. So it was just a huge moment. We have that picture up on our wall as well. And then, of course, my littlest, who is obsessed with Mickey Mouse meeting birthday Mickey and Minnie at the same time, Uh, I did not think he was ever going to stop hugging. I mean, it was like a 17 and a half minute hug, (laughs) and um, we might still be there if we didn't finally pull him out. But yeah, it was just such a, a magical memory. And so those are the three characters that my three kids have had incredible interactions with that I can never look at those characters the same again because those always remind me of those moments.
1: Nice. Every time you see them, a little trigger, yep. right? That that's a good one. Three for one though. I, I had I to throw it in
0: there. I gotta do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I like the okay. Ben rules, Doug. I know why. Why do I? Why do we? We didn't really make rules for no, this, nine, so I guess one, we're just we're just bending the uh, time frame continuum here. All right. So my first one, Derek, okay. is every time I go to Ohana, it brings back memories. So the first time I went there as a family of five, so like it was it was just a great meal. We had no we I'd never been there, at least not in its current iteration. Um, I don't think Michelle had either, and the kids definitely hadn't. So Alden was just like three at the time by the end of the meal he was essentially covered with like noodles and wings and all of the food was on him he was wearing ohana at the age of three uh samantha had the time of her life learning the luau or the hula dance um with the you know ukulele player and lean that whole thing um, she just thought that was amazing and talked about it for a long time. She would have been five. And then Claire was just perfectly content watching all of this happen while eating the bread. So the fact that they changed the bread just kind of rubbed, rubbed that whole memory the wrong way. So that's – like every time I see Ohana, I kind of think of that, that meal. It, it just takes me right back to that when they were little and didn't talk back and innocent.
0: The fact that you're able to get an ADR for Ohana uh, makes me jealous because we do not have that memory. And I failed once again to get an Ohana ADR, oh, geez, Doug. Derek. I got up. I actually got up in the morning, and it was already gone.
1: It is work. It is work. It,
0: I, I don't even know at this point how to get one. So I am. they just need to triple that wet restaurant. Anyway, that is I a do. great memory to have.
1: So what's your next one?
0: Mine is It's a Small World. I can't stand the attraction, don't like the song, it annoys me, but it was my mom's favorite ride. And any time I went to Walt Disney World uh, as a family, my mom made sure that we all did it together. It was her one request every single time. Part of it, I think, because she knows it annoys me so much that she loved it, but it was her favorite attraction. And now, even when we do, it's a small world, because I do still do it with my wife and kids. Mm. Uh, I... It still annoys me, but it always reminds me of waiting in line and my mom being really excited and talking to me about it. And she always loved going, so it's it's a little less annoying because it reminds me of my mom, who of course did pass away. And it's just been a little little remembrance. I like, small yeah, world after all, Doug.
1: Small world. I can can I my next one? Can I piggyback off? Sure, yours? go for it's that. A, it's a, a mom memory with It's a Small World as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you just telling your story, a little nostalgic except different. So trip when I was in kindergarten, uh, my little brother was like one-ish, one and a half, somewhere in there. And he loved It's a Small World. And just – he he's always kind of just been demanding. But he demanded to go back on it over and over and over again. So my mom – Took him on It's a Small World on like an endless loop of get out of line, get back in line, get out of line. While my sister and my father and I went and did actual things at Magic Kingdom. And we had to keep checking in on my mother and she looked so miserable. She was so tired of the song because she had done it so many times. I, you know very well, I love to go on It's a Small World at least once a trip. Even when it was just us on a rope you drop, I was like, small world, let's do it. And everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. But I just when I think of it's a small world, I remember back to the uh, pain and misery that my mother would go through to make my brother happy. And by doing that, it also made my sister and I happy too because we didn't have to deal with the, the baby
0: The things I am learning as a parent of three children that we do to make our kids happy is ridiculous,
1: right? I just thought we
0: did uh, Casey's train at Disneyland three times in a row, three times in a row, at like really at rope drop, roughly time. So yeah, yep, been there. So there you go. Your story triggered a story from a story. So there Um, you go. See, look at this. That's how it works, guys. Nostalgia. It's contagious. It, it does. So uh, today I go, uh, honey, what is something from our honeymoon? And we kind of talked a lot about different areas. We got pictures and fun things that we did. Mm-hmm. But the one memory that I always have from our honeymoon is every time I go into Animal Kingdom, especially when I ride Everest, I'm always triggered because uh, on our honeymoon, I'm a Disney rope dropper for life. My wife was a Disney lover, not a rope dropper. But she knew I'd always wanted to go to Animal Kingdom. It was like the number one thing I want to do. I want to ride Everest and so We were the first ones at the park, and as soon as the rope dropped, my wife starts sprinting. We've been married for only a handful of days, and I'm like, oh, wow, and I'm like laughing the whole time trying to keep up with her, and we get back to Everest. We're the very first ones on Everest. We rode it so fast that we got off. We saw the mob. We were able to ride Everest again uh, before people had gotten there, and it was just one of those moments, you know, when, when you marry that person, and especially in the Disney community, Disney people need to marry other disney people they're like all right i made a good choice but every time on an everest and my wife and i always try to ride it together it always brings back uh, our honeymoon where we really first were able to rope drop together thus 10 years down the road here we are actually married on 12 years we're doing a podcast called rope drop radio
1: how about that yep and that would have had to be brand new right it was the first year
0: uh it just started disco yeah i had to look it up but yeah, Disco Yeti had just started, like so we missed.
1: Yeah, the Yeti only worked for not
0: not very long. My wife is convinced that she saw it working, and and I had to look up the exact times, and we just missed it.
1: There's like six people that saw it. Working saw it working correctly.
0: correctly. Yeah. yeah. Like... Now I think we may have gotten like the B mode where it was running really slow,
1: mm. but
0: not the the full on that we all missed. <laughs> Somebody hashtag, get the flashlight. Hashtag bring back the Yeti.
1: Yeah. Now it's now they're they're gonna do something to it, something. but they're not really bringing it to life. Motion projecting something or other. All right, well I'm gonna go that route as well. Um, Animal Kingdom, honeymoon memory, uh, my first time in Animal Kingdom ever, and uh, like Cali River Rapids, yeah, let's do it. No idea we were gonna get that soaked. That was pretty much one of the few times I've really done it. I had no idea. I was drenched head to toe. Like, totally. Like, the whole wave came over me and Michelle. I was miserable after that. It's a great memory.
0: That's one attraction I still have not done.
1: I... I've done it with the kids like once My or twice. My wife does it with the kids it's,
0: all the time and, and I, I take care of Callum. So I just don't want to be wet, but I got to get it knocked off the the checklist that we
1: talked about. You've never done soon. it? Never done all? it. No, I don't like being wet at the park. I'm not doing it with you. So okay. have fun. I, I hate being wet at the park. Yep. And so now if we do it, it's like strategically, like as we're leaving to go back to the room with a Makes change sense. of clothes waiting. Yeah. And shoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, we yeah. always go in February, Doug, and it's not the it's warmest time open. of the year and it's not I, open. That's right. Yeah.
1: yeah. So there's mine. Honeymoon. That's one of the honeymoon memories is like we did Cali River Rapids all naive to not realizing we were going to get drenched. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right, back to you, sir.
0: All right, well, I uh, I turned 21 and my mom wanted to go to Walt Disney World for New Year. She thought, hey, drinking at Walt Disney World with my son and my dad would be a fun memory. And uh, one, it's busy and we learned that the hard way. But two, we did have a good time. And every time I go to Disney Springs, back then it was downtown Disney. I'm always reminded of the uh, fun night in Disney. I wish they brought this back, but they used to do a really cool, uh, New Year's party down in downtown Disney. So uh, two bars that I, I always have memory of being with my family is uh, uh, Reglan Road. And then we also went to Coronado and drank at Rick's. So those two yeah. places, um, it was like first time drinking with my parents too. So uh, I'm always reminded of that when I turned 21 and we went to, that was, that was my mom's big idea. We got to go to Walt Disney World for a 21st birthday celebration.
1: Nice. Did you stay at Coronado?
0: No, then? we that... we actually stayed at the Nickelodeon Hotel, which oh, is a okay. whole different weird memory. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, they used to do a really good bus transfer mm-hmm. back then. But
1: used to, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um,
0: yeah. It's not even there anymore. But no. Yeah, that was that was fun. The uh, first time, you know, being able to drink with my my parents, and they wanted to go big, and and I gotta say, uh, that downtown Disney celebration that they did was definitely big and totally That's wild. Cool. So. Uh, wish they st- bring it back. That's another thing. Bring back that in the Yeti.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to go out, out to sea for one real quick here. Um, this is a weird one. So, our first seven night fantasy cruise, we tended to eat um, in Cabana's breakfast and lunch most days at the same table. By the end of the trip, like the servers in that area, like, I think they were looking for us. Um, and it's this round table that has like a palm tree. And so the kids started calling it our table. So now every time I like walk past that, I remember back to that trip cause they were, they were still pretty young. They loved absolutely everything about the cruise. We did that cruise. We did so many family activities, like the five of us together and nobody was going their own separate ways. Nobody even had their own agenda. You know, they, they weren't looking at the the itinerary and saying, I want to do this and this. It was just as a unit, they did what they were told and had fun. And so when I see that table, I just remember some of our meals around it. Like, you know, we had one trivia. So we we're all wearing our winner medals around that. And people are asking how we are winners and all that sort of stuff. So this one round table in cabanas, there's two of them actually, but, um, I just, it triggers that back to that particular cruise, Eastern Caribbean, seven night, um, not a star Wars day at sea, not a this or that. It was just a straight up regular cruise in the middle of January and, uh, some great memories. And for some reason, a table causes that nostalgia. It can do it. That's yeah. There you go. A table
0: table. Well, I'm going to throw a ride in there. And uh, one that uh, all my kids were talking about today, actually. uh, And they call it the Goofy Coaster. And that's, of course, Barnstormer. Mm. And all three of my kids, that was their first roller coaster. I have videos of all my kids (laughs) on it, one of them being hilarious with Declan on there. And uh, literally, I cannot go by that without thinking about it. I mean, on our rope drop radio trip, we're out there taking pictures of Tron and I'm like, oh, I love doing this. And even on um when we were there for uh, Mickey's Not So Scary, I think I did it like five times in a row and my wife probably two or three times. So it is one that my kids love. I love hopefully one day that I'm able to take my grandkids on for their coaster and you know, keep that tradition going as well. But that is uh, definitely a fun one uh, that hopefully a lot of parents get to experience their kids first to um, Def fine drop down that you yeah. know, 38 second ride
1: it it still scares me I know so it does I Claire was the only one of my kids that was entertaining she just screamed I can't handle this the entire time <laughs> but the other two they were like ah, okay what's bigger yep. so Declan's video though oh it's great I it's- pure terror find it and post it again it's, i will madison
0: has it i will I make just, sure she
1: does it and like well
0: i'm he, bummed because callum did it this last trip and he had a mask on we had to wear masks and i'm just like this is one of those rides where i'm like i wish i could see your face because you can see it in his eyes but i just wish you could see it in his mouth too
1: one of those few times that that yeah gets in the way and yep. yep. That's a good one, Derek. Yep. I like it. Little barnstormer. A lot of people it's, over the, it's also sleep the, on the it's, barnstormer. It's the goofy it's coaster great. in our house. Go, okay, My bad. Yep. My bad. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about a ride um, here that triggers some nostalgia for me. And that's the Seas to Nemo and Friends. Now, the ride itself doesn't trigger a hint of nostalgia. But going into the building, the layout of the queue, and what it used to be. Mm. Knowing that there was the hydrolator that took you nowhere, and then you you know into the uh, the attraction, into the aquarium. The aquarium is still basically the same, right? Other than some Nemo touches here and there, but that just it causes for some reason that cue when I'm walking through it, like flashbacks to childhood of the original seas. The horizons world emotion just and imagination what it what it was for some reason that's where epcot just makes me think ah, i miss that i i really do i miss the uh edutainment aspect i think that's why i like living with the land so much because it's still edutainment you know it's educational entertaining all at the same time The entertainment level of living in the land is questionable But it's more educational But I just The Seas triggers it for me And I don't know why uh, Imagination doesn't trigger it for me It more makes me just angry
0: Yeah, but absolutely like,
1: angry the, And the part about imagination That frustrates me the most is after the ride The ride doesn't even make me it's fu- It has the song They fix that, the song's in there figments in they, there they
0: cut off half the ride but okay oh,
1: i can get over that but the after part is all you have to do is be a good children's museum
0: exactly that's
1: it yep. that's the bar you have to be at the same level as the omaha children's museum that doesn't sound like asking a lot we in, are members of, of the lincoln
0: children's museum and I, we
1: love it right all you, that's all you have to be yep. and they have like five stupid computer that, stations that's all
0: broken every time
1: a thing where you wave your arms, that makes noise, which is kind basically the web the slingers. Yep. But the same technology as the sensor. I mean... Uh, they had Wreck-It you,
0: Ralph meet and greet, and I was like... That oh, was a just... highlight. But it's defeating the purpose. This... Right? Like...
1: Oh. Boy, I got off on a tangent. It's
0: okay. It that's part of the show. But
1: but the nostalgia comes back for some reason in The Seas, the good nostalgia. I miss those attractions, I'm not saying what's replaced them or what out of them. I don't like.
0: Ooh, and I'm I just get saying, the piggyback off this one. I like I'm it. And just
1: saying I like I, – it brings back those memories of mm-hmm. my childhood of getting – like the really corny jokes on the um, um, world of motion. It was fairly hilariously written in a very subtle way. And into Horizons, where you got to pick your future. Loved Horizons. There's nothing like that now. Yep. So that's where that comes back, the nostalgia. And I wish there was a way I could share that with my children, but there's not. Horizons,
0: so. man. I, I, It was funny because I once had to like really study. When we went on our honeymoon, I kept looking for it. And I was like, man, where is this thing? I remember it as a kid. And I actually... Oh. Found it on the interwebs.
1: I got one like that in a minute.
0: Okay. So I'm going to piggyback off you with a park uh, that always brings back memories, but it's missing a lot of the memories that I had, and that's Hollywood Studios. Uh, Going there as a kid, man, when I was nine years old, Hollywood Studios was on a different planned. It was legit. Uh, first thing I always remember at Hollywood Studios is meeting the Ninja Turtles. That's right. The Ninja Turtles were at Hollywood Studios. They had a dance party and I was a massive still M Ninja Turtles fan. And so really missed that. And anytime over by, especially uh, by Muppets kind of courtyard area, I'm remembering all the the Backlot stuff that they did. I met a, the Power Rangers once, too. I and mean, They're not going to be there anymore. Uh, and then you also have the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids play area, which I'm glad my kids got to do one time before it got ripped away. And then, of course, the uh, Christmas lights. And just that part of Hollywood Studios, I loved. And uh, and I'm, I'm sad that it's gone and How about
1: the full-length Backlot Tour? Did you that Yeah, I did like that, that as a too? kid. I loved it, the yes. special well, effects stuff.
0: I And it's funny. I, I participate in a lot of that stuff. And part of that is the reason why I got into the field that I did and got a degree in film and broadcasting. So literally, Hollywood Studios, when I was nine, was like, I remember the animation stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. like, none of that. Hollywood Studios is a completely different park. Uh, than it was when I was a kid. So your Epcot is my Hollywood Studios.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I also it miss really the uh, the water tower with the ears. Why? Wow. Why, why, why? That that just doesn't I don't even make sense. Why that, that just? Went away. Yeah, dumb. Yeah,
1: just move it. Yeah, could have it. moved it. <sighs> you said a lot there, and I'm going to agree with all of that. Oh yay! I, I miss. I met miss a Power Ranger,
0: Doug. You that doesn't even make right. sense. Yeah.
1: Well, like even for my kids. They already have some nostalgic things at Hollywood Studios, like Star Wars weekends was something they went to. and meeting Phineas and Ferb was something they did that you know, like so they already have some things that are similar. and I mean, we're only talking about fifteen and thirteen year olds. So Hollywood Studios, the upheaval has been interesting. So I like it, Derek. I like it. as soon as you step into the park, right? It's oh, like, yeah, that hits you yep. Right there on Hollywood Boulevard.
0: Um, Yeah, especially when you go down Animation Courtyard and what it was way back. In fact, uh, I found a bunch of pictures, you'll love this, of the Aladdin uh, meal that I did when I was a kid. And I'm looking at the background and I'm realizing Disney back in the uh, early 90s really didn't put a lot of theming into things. I'm talking plastic plates and like, you know not the best chairs and just it cracked me up because i'm like now you think of disney character meals you know going to the nines but back then it was just Mm -hmm. like shoehorn characters go
1: yeah well they kind of built like animal kingdom and parts of hollywood studios on the cheap that's why there was so much dining outside yeah right it's way cheaper and that showed up in a lot of different ways. All right. I got a couple different things that could kind of piggyback, but I'll go back to the one that I mentioned earlier of how you were looking for horizons. Like where the heck is it? Um, so on our honeymoon, we both had memories of eating pasta in Epcot, not, not in Italy, but in future world at a counter service restaurant. So we were basically done with magic. Kingdom. we're like, let's hop on over there. Cause it was just the two of us. We got on the monorail. Went over there, we went to where we thought it was. It's the electric umbrella, which was the electric umbrella in our youth and the electric umbrella up until recently. That's the name it's been the whole time. But the menu had totally changed. So we both were looking for this pasta that we remember eating in Epcot, and it was no longer there. The electric umbrella giveth, and the electric umbrella taketh away and give us chicken nuggets. So it used to have a better menu. So we'll see what comes back. But if it's not called the electric umbrella anymore, I don't know what will trigger my nostalgia for pasta. Uh,
0: Somewhere in Italy.
1: But we looked forever for this pasta. We're like, we swear we got it here. I mean, we, I think we ended up at Sunshine Seasons and like there was a kid's pasta. But, you know, by that point it was like two hours later and I was really hungry and (sighs) didn't have the internet in our pocket at that time to just like Google pasta epcot Mm -hmm. and find out or the history of pasta in epcot now you have the internet in your pocket we were lucky we we upgraded our phone plan so that we could call from outside of the state while we went on our honeymoon oh wow we called home while we were in florida it was crazy that is crazy that's how old i am
0: Yep, but still not old enough to be there for all 50 years of Walt Disney World. No, so there let's you go. clarify.
1: It. I'm not that old. Not, not there. Disney old.
0: Close. Anyway, right. uh, next one. I'm staying in Hollywood Studios for a minute uh, because every time I see the Star Wars spectacular at the end of the night, uh, I'm let down because the first time I saw the Star Wars fireworks show, and not only was it the first, like this was show three, two or three, mm. like this was... Like they didn't, they didn't advertise it. All of a sudden, we're leaving Fantasmic, and they're like, "Hey, we're doing the Star Wars thing," Um, and and we and literally pulling people from Fantasmic to go stand and watch this, and it was just fireworks to the Star Wars music. And there's been nothing like it ever since. Yeah, it's cool that you have effects now and stuff, but I think just the surprise of having that. Um, we had our kids were really, really, really tiny. We both had them on our shoulders, and
1: shoulder kids. They, oh. We
0: were well, we're also five foot. So then they, eat I know, weight, you know there was nothing. But it was just like, and then at the very end, after the final kaboom, like it was. And I have it on video somewhere. I actually saw this on Time Hop uh, not too long ago. Like it's a two-second pause, and then this thunderous applause that you've I've just never experienced before. And uh, yeah, that one always brings back memories of like, okay, this is cool now, but that one time was unreal.
1: Yeah, when you catch something new and special and unique, yeah, like that. And that was a lot of fireworks. Now it's more about projections, projections and yep. video, and like maybe some fireworks. So yeah, you got the the real deal. Yeah, I just need the the soundtrack and stuff exploding.
0: That's all that makes me happy. That's all we need from uh, any the, the next all these new shows that are coming out. I'm afraid it's gonna be the opposite of that. I
1: agree. Fireworks are expensive, Doug. Light projections cheap. Yes. They have to be compared to fireworks, right? I mean, but they're it's getting lighter for the yes. record. That's which is great. That would be good. All right. Um, I got a couple more over at Hollywood studios. I guess uh very nostalgic in the studios. One is there's a bench. It's been there as long as I've known this bench has existed, I guess um, outside of what is now star Wars launch bay. Uh, it wasn't star Wars launch bay back in the day, but it's, where we sat to wait for Annie from Little Einsteins for like two hours because Samantha wasn't leaving until she met Annie. And in that time, we also got a Mickey bar, and it was 90-some degrees. So you can imagine how a three-year-old in a Mickey bar mixed not real well. So we have pictures of her just covered in ice cream and chocolate. And uh, we did that while we waited for Annie. So always remember that meeting with Annie, similar to the one you opened with. uh, She tackled Annie, which was interesting, too. We felt pretty bad for poor Annie as our three-year-old daughter, who was teeny tiny, took down a character. Like, took her down to the ground. They had their meat sitting on the ground because she jumped on her. But we were the first in line for Annie after we sat there for two hours. It's, it's one of those where they had Leo and Quincy and June come in and out, in and out like five times, and Annie just was the last character. None of you probably know who the Lil' Einsteins are, but that's it's a great show.
0: I, we tried Look, to watch it. I learned it. a lot. Nope, couldn't get my kids
1: into it. I learned a lot about art. so It was, it was almost like taking art history in college, but with um, more music. I don't know. Okay, there you go. That bench outside the launch bay, when I see it, that's what I think of.
0: All right, I got uh, Animal Kingdom on our honeymoon. But now anytime I go to Animal Kingdom, I am always looking for, and I know she's no longer there, Divine. Oh. Will they, will, you just
1: see her in the woods? I, I just. Mentally. So,
0: like, literally, I, I saw her a few times, but it was just like, it was so remarkable, and I was just always impressed and, and really wish that she would come back to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And, like, now every time I walk back behind the, the Tree of Life, I'm always kind of looking in the brush, hoping. Every time, every time I think, oh, what if, th- what if this is the time they bring her back to do what she does?
1: No luck yet.
0: Nope, no luck. But I'm just I'm just hoping that someone from Disney is listening to this. Someone's googling it right now because they have no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, do it, and you you can find the, the mystical character of the woods of Animal Kingdom. Also, uh, also in Animal Kingdom, uh, we watched the parade, and I miss that. Animal Kingdom mm. doesn't have a parade anymore. That was one of my favorite parades, the Safari Parade.
1: You know what I liked about the parade. The second was over the mass exodus out of the park. Oh, yeah. It was like people couldn't leave fast enough. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, the parade's done. Gotta go. It was crazy. So after the parade was wonderful to be in that park. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, we'll see if Kite Tails can kind of replace it. If it's like DuckTales,
0: then we'll be fine.
1: If it is, I don't. What if it's the
0: DuckTales characters flying the kites? Right. Oh, my gosh. That's a great idea. Disney, do
1: it. Derek, how on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most disappointed you could possibly be, um, one being not disappointed at all, if Kite Tales does not involve the Ducktales theme song, where do you fall? Uh, you said ten's the most disappointed. Yeah. Nine point three. Yeah. Okay. Like it's called Kite Tales. Yep. It has to have it, right?
0: Plus, all the Ducktail characters are there. I, I just have no idea what they're gonna do. It's just gonna be kites. It's going to be annoying. Anyway, it'll be an opposite of nostalgia.
1: Opposite of nostalgia. Yeah, I hope it has DuckTales in it. Um. All right. That's a good one, Derek. That parade and divine. All good things. All right, I got another one here. Just the lack of seeing. People are going to judge me for this. I'm aware. I'm okay with that. The Sorcerer's Hat. I miss the Sorcerer's Hat. I miss hat. it too. I don't know what's wrong with me because the, the Chinese theater is the viewpoint of my childhood. The Sorcerer's, nope. sorcerer's Hat hat's mine. was the viewpoint of me going with children. Hmm. We had a picture in our Husker gear every trip in front of the Sorcerer's Hat. And the, the hat is gone. And the tradition died. It's just not the same with the Chinese theater behind you. It's just, It just isn't. So I miss the Sorcerer's Hat. So that's like anti-nostalgia. It makes me – the lack of seeing it makes me nostalgic for it. So I guess I got to go to Disneyland and stay at the hotel more to, to see a Sorcerer's Hat. I don't know. That's – there you go. That's, that's it.
0: Well, I only have one more, Doug, so I don't know okay. how many more you got. The only place in Epcot that brings back all the feelings, and I always make a way to stop and enjoy it, is Canada because my family is Canadian. My mom was Canadian. And uh, our first trip to Walt Disney World, we probably spent half a day in the Canadian Pavilion uh, because my mom was homesick. And and just it's always great to uh, uh, take in the movie and and the scenes. Mm -hmm. And it is one of my favorite pavilions by far so uh love that and and every time now i try to make sure especially i take my daughter up to where you can look out over the water and um kind of that little one of my favorite places in epcot where you kind of feel like you're at a theme park and so yeah that's it's always brings back all the memories all the feels and uh, makes me miss my second home
1: that's a good one i have one suggestion for the canadian Pavilion dairy.
0: Oh, I have a lot of suggestions, but okay.
1: They, the one minimum suggestion here, Disney, if you're listening, get a Tim Hortons in there.
0: Oh, that's a great just, idea.
1: Right? Like, wouldn't that just be like Printing I know money. Starbucks is literally around the corner, right? But like, why isn't there a Tim Hortons? Like, let me get some donuts or some something. Timbits.
0: I, Absolutely. Some
1: Timbits, yes. That's what they're not munchkins, they're not donut holes, they're Timbits. Yep.
0: So I I just want an attraction. I want to ride. Like I, I there's so many rides. I know they talked about doing like a log fume type mm-hmm. ride something there to keep uh, people going. Because they only got one little restaurant, little shop. I mean, it's a good restaurant, but still it's it's not enough. You can do more. Excellent. There you go. that that Excellent. is it. That I, wraps up my list.
1: I got one more. Perfect. And this nostalgia is only about four years old. Every time I look at this restaurant, I think of a a moment that we shared, Derek. Oh, yes, this is the Mexico pavilion and the uh, cantina where we went to have some good, authentic the Mexican food. food and we got some Disney. nachos that were straight out of the uh, I had the nachos Cisco at a box,
0: uh, class C <laughs> football game that were better the other night.
1: I believe it. And I can't look at that restaurant without thinking about those nachos. Yep. And how bad they were. And that's where we started our eating and drinking around the world, and right?
0: Failed miserably. And that's
1: also, this was our first trip together. And it's where I learned that Derek cannot pace himself on eating around the world. Like, nope. you were full at Norway. Yeah, well, that was a giant cinnamon roll. Well, I, we had plans to yeah. eat around the world. And you're like, cinnamon roll. And you still, to this day, everybody knows you have a weakness for cinnamon rolls. Is so true story. It, It adds up. I didn't know that then, but it all adds up. I I haven't had one of those. Yeah, the nachos are good. We thought split some nachos. That's a good way to start and then move along. I've gotten better
0: for the record over the years now. It's it's, especially when
1: you, Alex, Michelle and I went last September. I felt like did good getting around. Oh, we did. We did well with the uh, eating around the world. I think that time, even with Alex buying extra things and telling us to eat it at times, I think. And it was a thousand degrees. It was really as well. hot. Thousand degrees.
0: Food and but, wine happening right now at. It
1: Hattie is. God. And, uh, but yeah, I always think of those nachos, and us laughing as they literally open the Cisco box, of chips, and then the Cisco cheese, and us both making the same comment about like we could be at a high school football game and get this. That was fun. It was just we we're on times. the exact same, same page. page. I go back to that every time I see it. So just thought we'd wrap it up with a little rope drop radio trip. There you trip. go. Nostalgia. Yeah, you said Ohana,
0: and, like, that's the only, the only time I've been able to eat at Ohana is with you. So Ah, so that's, that's – uh, that's Yeah, I've always remembered uh, that one. I also had one written down at Father's Day, how you and I spent Father's Day at the <laughs> parks, just us, and we have pictures of it. So every Father's Day that pops up on my phone.
1: I yeah, I think of that like, yeah, that was – Maybe we weren't the best father. We flew home that day. We, we still did. saw still our saw children. The, yeah. We just spent some time in Hollywood Studios first. That's, that's how it should be, or I think. Holding the little photo pass With the like little Father's fish, yes. Day thing. Nemo and his dad. Great one. So, well,
0: there are plenty, plenty more. Uh, I know even as we were talking, I had more uh, pop yeah. up in my brain, but we want to hear from you guys. What are some of the nostalgia? What are some of the memories that you've had at Walt Disney World over the last 50 years? And if you're one of our listeners that have been going for 50 years, we would love to hear uh, what it's been like over the time that you've been going and how it's changed and how you have memories with it. So uh, leave a comment, leave a message. Uh, If we have a lot of them, maybe we'll read some of them on air for sure. But I think this is a great way to kick off an early celebration as we are literally days Days. away from the 50th. So happy birthday, Walt Disney World. And hopefully you guys have had many memories. But if you haven't made those Walt Disney World memories yet... You need to book a trip because the 50th is only happening one time for the next year and a half. So if you want to do that, email Michelle McKnight. She is the Rope Drop Queen. Her email is in the show notes. Uh, I literally just booked stuff with her today, and she is awesome and also helps you with ADRs with uh, the impossible restaurants to get. So um, cannot say enough good things about her, Doug, and I know she's busy right now, too.
1: She is booking all kinds of dining and dessert parties and these things that are coming back for the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I think things are starting to look up, Derek. I
0: can't wait. I'm I'm ready for it. That's for sure. So we got to get to the Patreon show. We got some follow-up things that we got to discuss. So if you want to be a part of that community, you have to go to our show notes and click that link. And of course, please leave a review so we can read one next week and the week after but, uh, and also follow us on social media because Doug's going to be down there for the 50th. But Damn. that is all the time that we have. So for Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.